you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sweet Victory and Jay Mack are on tap to help us navigate the show. There's so much from this weekend to talk about. And indeed, probably much of it has already been discussed just because these headlines are so <laughs> um, attention-grabbing yeah. that you just can't. You just run out of words. I want to say you can't believe it's happening, but that's not true. Mm. You actually can believe that it's happening. Right. You, you've braced for it. We've prepared for it. We've talked uh, to our listeners about where we are in America and the type of country that we, we live in. And even years ago, just sort of watching the trajectory of our country and and looking at where we were headed, you mm-hmm. know, what would be considered um, hate speech and what would be protected behavior. You saw glimpses of um well, we did a program where we were talking about like the most mostly peaceful protests you know where you can't keep lawlessness as a pet and mm. even before that we were having conversations about you know what type of people in this country would be able to um consistently act against their so-called better nature yeah. and then but but with impunity like not have to worry about being punished and we see that happening in this country, and it is um, it is incredibly alarming to me. I know we've got some announcements. We want to remind our listeners of what's happening here at the American Family Association, and then just jump right into content. Like I, yeah. I think um, we've said before that mm-hmm. we need to to be as technical as we can, and we need to be as accurate as we can, and so we need to use. Um, words as they're intended to to be used. And I I think looking at men assaulting a woman, um, but (laughs) not, you know, not being able to like have people say that men should not like punch women um, captured on camera. Right. While law enforcement officers, campus police or otherwise, I mean, law enforcement officers are really kind of paralyzed by the thought of what would happen if they do their job, it's crazy, and <laughs> that's literally it's it was a man hitting a woman. It's insane, and that what, what happened to me too, or whatever it was. Exactly you right. Know? Like what about the what about the women? And this is this is amazing because this is not even one of those situations. Um, and we're talking about Riley Gaines Barker, who was attacked at San Francisco State University um, over the weekend speaking at a turning point event after she spoke, she was accosted in the hall trying to right. leave. And the the crazy thing is like this whole like idea, it's, it, it all was a sham. Like not, none of it was to be really like celebrated and believed the, the me too, the believe all women. Like we all knew that <laughs> none of that was real. You know, it was always just mm-hmm. a convenient sort of um, tag or catchphrase 
or cry or plea Mm -hmm. to meet the moment that the person was in. And it always depended on whether or not the culture collectively agrees that we support her. Right. So you only believe her if we've already collectively agreed that we do and support her. Right. So she's got to look a certain way, Mm -hmm. um, carry a certain, you know, um, ideology with her, whether that's a card or just the way she communicates. I don't know, whatever. Like there's got to be there are certain parameters that she has to fit in before we say we believe her. Right. And we always knew this. We We were watching this happen. And, you know, many of us were speaking out and we're saying, man, this is ridiculous. Like, this is crazy. Um, but now we've reached sort of, and look, I want to be careful because there, there's a part of me that wants to say, um, (laughs) we've reached the pinnacle. I'm just not sure we have, I wouldn't say that because it seems like they keep finding higher (laughs) heights, you know, (laughs) to reach, you know, but, but definitely if the woman has a certain set of beliefs, Mm -hmm. well, she don't qualify for protection. And matter of fact, she's the one that should be silenced and punished, you know, She's not a victim in their eyes. So it's so if there's un- not a certain set of uh, beliefs, then no, no, she deserves it. That's how, I mean, that's the feeling. Let's think about, we were talking about a female swimmer and there's just only male or female. Right. Okay. By the way, like just cause we're, we're over trying to use many words to make people feel sane who are not right. like we're over that. Right. So there's only male or female. So when I say, a female swimmer, I mean that biologically, biblically, biologically. Okay, like that's <laughs> it. That's it, right? Um, there's only male or female. This this ridiculous talk, I'm I'm so like exasperated. Like this this talk of like, but the binary and, and all of the things that we and I I know what it means, but like there's male or female. That's it. Right. That's it. That's all we have. God has made it simple for us. <laughs> That's all we have. We like don't you don't, have, you, know, yeah. you don't, you don't have shades of you know, you know, femaleness, maleness. Like I mean, it's male or female. That's what we have. Okay, uh, you want to call that the binary? Then fine. But I feel like even using those words, we have been fed that, and we've entered that into the conversation so that we can feel like we exist in a normal culture. Mm-hmm. So like we we pick people's words, we take their words, and then we say, <laughs> okay, well, let me use that. To to enter into this conversation because I do want to be respected. Well, if you want to be respected, let's just male or female. That's it. Yeah, we're not talking like male or female. Okay, and I know that's too simple. That's too. I understand. That's that's too simple. You you know you gotta yeah. That's this. I've I've just I've just let's get back (laughs) to the simplicity of truth. Yeah, I agree. Let's get back to the simplicity of absolute truth. It makes things that that it's not debatable. You know, (laughs) so you've got a female swimmer. Yeah who is saying that she's been cheated out of the kinds of accolades and awards that she has worked almost her whole life well, to she earn. Has, I mean, she, I mean she's been cheated, right? Yes. Yes. And and we're, we're all in our culture supposed to say nothing. And this is the thing, guys, this is the thing that infuriates me. So I just a little bit of background. People understand that, um, you know, I, I tend to have a little bit of an opinion what I don't like is I don't I have never liked I can go back to my elementary school days and I have never liked bullies. I don't know what it is about my makeup. Will the Great and I talk about this often, right? Like this has just been a part of my makeup for a very long time yeah. that I don't like bullies. I don't like people who pick who they think um, is like the weak 
and the defenseless among them. And then they just like bully them. I didn't like, I remember in elementary school seeing kids being picked on and, you know, just for no reason, just because the other kid felt like he or she could. And, and for some reason I was always just like, Oh, stop. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) stop. Like, why are you doing that? You know? And it just, it just, it felt wrong. And, and I, and I think that we are designed to have that kind of compassion. We suppress that Mm. as we do all of our, our, what is God given to us? We suppress righteousness in unrighteousness, mm-hmm. right? But but I believe that God has designed us to be able to see what is right and what is wrong. And and if we don't suppress the knowledge of God, then we are moved to to, to respond to yeah. say, you know, that's that's wrong. Yeah. So I don't like bullies. I, I never have. I really have never liked bullies. I didn't mm-hmm. like bullies even before I came to Christ. Mm-hmm. I didn't like bullies when I knew of God. I didn't like bullies even more. So I don't like bullies knowing God, Mm, like being mm, in relationship mm. with Jesus Christ. I don't like bullies. I absolutely abhor bullies. I I think that they are a type of, um, you know, people that (laughs) let me think of the strongest of terms. They need a long time out. (laughs) That's it. That's all I got for you. They need a A long long time time out. out. That's the strongest terms. That's yes. <laughs> Have you ever seen a kid in a timeout? Have you seen what it does mm. to a kid behaving they they, badly? Maybe they need a long placed spanking. in the timeout. Mm. Uh, hey, <laughs> the problem is because they've already had the day of like vengeance. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to like fuel that because they would, they would love to hear me say that. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> um, so a long timeout because that's <clears throat> being kind. So listen, um. When you've got when you've got a woman who has worked really hard mm-hmm. to be the best in her particular discipline, and this is happening, you know, all across the country, uh, various levels of um, awareness, right? Like, so so there are some people who really get on our radar, and we learn their stories. But what is happening is what we've said uh, a few years ago is that we are watching women be erased from our culture. We are watching there arise this time where our daughters, yeah. our daughters. And for some of us listening, our granddaughters mm-hmm. uh, will not be able to say that they are a woman or acknowledge openly that you can know if one is or isn't a woman. And it's crazy because we have an administration that's saying, yeah, exactly them. right. Exactly. right. <laughs> that's what this administration is saying. This Title IX, thing, all that stuff like this, like you have an administration that's saying, yes, we agree mm-hmm. that, you know, women should, should be erased. But then no one can say anything about it. Like what? what? You and know? because and because of the bullies, yeah. Because of the fear, and this is why I think we've talked before about being empowered by the Holy Spirit and receiving the boldness that comes with being empowered by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's amazing, and this is this is uh, this is an advantage. The Holy Spirit is the advantage. This is an advantage of being indwelled by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that you you will show up in moments. And you may have a sense of like, okay, what's on the line, but the Lord allows you to just sort of operate in that moment without a huge like regard of like your own personal safety or comfort. Like you, you just kind of, you know that, man, this could be, this could be bad, Mm -hmm. but you recognize that on the other side of your, your acting out or your speaking out, there is a benefit, mm-hmm. right, that cannot be compromised for your personal safety. This is called courage. 
This is this is called this yeah. is the boldness that produces the the acts that are characterized by courage. It doesn't mean that you are not afraid, right? Like I don't think that that Riley Gaines Barker was not afraid. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, and we've got some clips. We'll play some clips. She was on with Tucker Carlson and talking about um, what happened, and then probably one to me the most concerning about what she said. We'll, we'll play that for you in just a little bit here, but. I don't think that she was like unafraid. Right. I don't think people just like are designed to want to be like punched and to want to be yelled expletives at. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and to want to hear like and this is the least of like what transpired, right? But to hear things like trans women are women. Like I just <laughs> It's like people saying I'm the boss. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's like like women don't walk into a room and say, "Hey, I'm a woman." I'm a woman, like and because trans women like you don't you don't you're not women. That's why they got to. And that's to why yell you have out. to say it. That's why you have to use it almost as like a bludgeon against people because it is so. And this is not accurate to say. I want to say it's so untrue, but there's not like levels of truth. So it's either true or it's not. So it's not true. But what I'm trying to express is that it's like you know, really not true. Like it's like, it's so not true. Like it's anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So you've got, you've got this woman who's attacked by a combination of men and women, some of the men pretending to be women. And so uh, because of that, they will not face any type of discipline either in the court of public opinion or at the university level. Um, maybe even with the the local law law enforcement level we don't we don't know what i'm what i'm excited about though is that it seems like in in Riley Barker here Riley Gaines uh it seems like these people may have met their match because she doesn't seem to be a pushover mm. it seems that they that she is kind of here for what it's going to cost to to tell the truth in America in the 21st century and what it costs the price of admission to tell the truth in America in the 21st century is your personal safety. It's your ability to earn a living. Mm. It's your ability to do all of the basic things that we once expected people in America just get to do because, you know, America. Well, welcome to the communistic version of America where you can't be the first person to stop clapping. If everybody's saying, yay, trans women are women, yay, you can't be the first person to question that and like stop (laughs) clapping. Mm. And so when you are the first person to stop clapping or to say, "Mm, you know, the emperor and his new clothes, they're actually not there. Like when you're that person, then you don't get to live a comfortable life in America. And, And as much as we've tried to avoid calling this like communistic, what else is there to call it? All right, Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Our guys are fortress, the strongest of towers, a rock for the souls who hope in his power. Our God is a refuge, the Lord is a strength that won't devour. So in whom are you placing your faith? We trust in the king. Won't trust in them things. A strong tower for the saints, so we trust in his name. We rest in the king, so forever we'll sing. A strong tower who will save us from death and sting. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. San Francisco State University has defended 
the violent protests that erupted on campus following a speech by a former NCAA female swimmer who was punched in the face by two men after she spoke mm. about mm. fairness in women's sports. That's from the Christian Post, Ryan Foley, mm. uh, reporting on that. She spoke to talk about the incident and talking about what happened. And it's it's really neat to, to be able to... Um, to experience with people, I guess, kind of like a, like a, uh, I don't know, vicarious boldness, right? Where you have people who you would think um, this is very threatening. So let me crawl back into the corner and not draw too much attention to myself. But when you have people who are courageous and who are bold, uh, I think it's the Billy Graham quote, and I'm going to butcher it here, but when, when people stiffen their backs, the backs of others are stiffened. That's basically it. Okay. You know what I mean? It's very encouraging to see people um, doing this. But here is Riley Gaines Barker uh, speaking with Tucker Carlson and trying to explain. Well, no, not trying to. She's doing a great job explaining what happened to her at San Francisco State University. Here we go. Clip one. The police did not inform me of any sort of action plan. Um, Turning Point USA invited me to the campus. I delivered a very civil and respectful speech where I had great dialogue with even protesters who were participating in a sit-in. All of a sudden, after my speech, the room was stormed. The lights were turned off and I was rushed um, with no one there to escort me to a safe place. I was punched, um, I was hit multiple times, I was shoved until finally we exited the room. Um, But we could not leave because the protesters flooded the halls and so I was pushed into a classroom along that hallway where I was barricaded in for three hours. So, so, okay, she hunkered down, listen, with law enforcement for three hours. She hunkered down inside a barricaded room for three hours. Like, she so you're telling me flight. no one can come and like get her like no law well, enforcement. Well, but they were there with her. See, uh, okay. So let's not okay. mean what they like. Not like no where's camp- the backup? Or you say yeah. where's the backup? Even if it was campus police, where are the city like people <gasps> uh-huh. that come uh-huh. and reinforce, you know, the camp campus police like three I'm gonna hours. Tell you, I'm going to tell you what, hours. I'm going to tell you what my concern is over that and and so she in this interview she goes through talking about what happened Mm -hmm. and she talked about how she's going to sue the university like she's those who um accosted her will pay i mean she's gonna file charges like she's not going away quietly and all of that's very right i mean that's (laughs) very encouraging that's exactly what she should do right but i gotta tell you of, of hearing all of the things that would alarm one as one would listen it was hearing her describe the almost what what I would imagine is like um, paralyzed posture of the, I guess the university police, right? Oh, the paralyzed posture of the university police. Now I want to I want to say though, like they're university police. Yeah. They they are law enforcement officers. Right. I mean I I'm not I'm not so much like where where are you when you're doing your job? I'm like what is your job? Right. What is your job? And so you are there. You're on a university campus. You are university police. You well, do have authority. And I'm just saying, but three hours, somebody else should have came way before that. If they okay. if they felt like handcuffed, like they couldn't really, you know, what okay, they, so, which they shouldn't the have. Reason. Exactly. But so it's the still, reason. Three hours. It's the reason <laughs> that they felt that they had to um, run to safety. So 
and here I because I, yeah. I believe that this is a microcosm of what is happening in our country at large. And and I and look, and I want to be very careful. I want to be very respectful here. Mm-hmm. But you cannot continue to beat down law enforcement officers mm-hmm. and tell them that they can't one. I'm just I'm just pulling these things out of a hat here. Right. You can't you can't describe suspects. Mm-hmm. So we're in hot pursuit of a um, a what? Um, okay, a right. description. Uh, he's she, mm, uh, <laughs> yeah. Ethnicity. Right. Okay, so wh- who are we chasing? Where, where are we going? We're over out. We don't know, right? That's that's. I mean, and I'm I'm not trying to make light, but that's that's basically where we are. We cannot go into a situation talking about law enforcement officers. We can't assess the situation. We can't act, which is why what happened in Nashville was so refreshing, because you're like, hey. Follow the gunshots. Mm-hmm. Get over there, neutralize it, take yeah, it out, yeah, deal with it. Right. right, that's what you want. But but across the landscape, that's not what you get. So what you see, there's a microcosm here at the University of of San Francisco, San Francisco University, San Francisco State. Okay, this is what you see. You see what it looks like to to consider what will happen if you do your job. Yeah, and that's sad. If if I if we actually protect this woman. From the wish they were women, they actually have more points here. They've got a higher social credit score in America. So the repercussions for us will be great. And of all of the things that Riley Gaines has said as she's been interviewed and she's talked to people, all of the things that she said, this to me is the most troubling. Listen to this. This is, uh, this is Riley Gaines talking about how she perceived that the law enforcement officers were unable to act because of the type of mob that was accosting her. This is clip two. Because they were terrified. They were scared to put their hands on these people because they know what these people are capable of. Um, These people yelled obscene, violent, vulgar things to both myself and the officers. And the officers, I could tell, didn't feel comfortable putting them in a position that would mean they do their job. Um, which is a really scary, chilling thought. So, yeah. so we 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 can't really do our job because of the persons who are involved. Like, think about that, right? So, you've got law enforcement officers who find it easier to like hunker down in a room for three hours. Then to do what? And, and you know, and look, and I'll, I'll confess my mm. ignorance here. I'm not even really sure of what I, I really wanted them to well, do. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't want them to run. Right. But look, the, to me, the sad part is when you when you get down to it all, you had men hitting a woman. Come on. Like, OK, so to me, that warrants like I know I know the climate. I know, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, but still. Like, let's be real. You had men. Right. Punching a woman. So for the police, like, there has to be something that says, hold on, these are men. These, they, Like, I feel like it's like the elephant in the room. Like, everybody knows these are men. Right. And they're hitting this woman. Right. Right. What? Are, and so, like, what are you going to do? Now, look, and I and I want to, I, I really, man, I, I want to be very careful in how I assess this. I, I'm not a law enforcement officer. Right. Right. So I don't understand what it's like to be in a situation where 
you truly are. They they were outnumbered. I mean, you look at it, it's a mob of people, right? And so I'm I'm willing to say that it's fair for them to try to make sure that she is safe to remove her from the situation, um, to to consider only using the level of force that is necessary. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm willing to give people all of that kind of benefit of my question. You know what I mean? Like, okay, but what I'm willing I'm willing to do that. The thing that really gets me in all of this is the real perception, like this is not something that we would just be making up. This is not something that we would just be grabbing for, Mm -hmm. but the real perception that we now live in a time where law enforcement officers have got to determine who can really be a criminal. You know what I mean? Like they've got to decide, can that, do we, do we, is that person, is that person a criminal? Is that person protected? Mm -hmm. Because now this protected class status that anybody can grab based on their narrative, right? It goes beyond academia. It goes beyond politics. Now we are talking about out in like the general population where people are trying to just live. And and now you can be accosted, you can be assaulted. And the idea, the thought to me is terrifying that law enforcement officers show up and they've got to decide who they make the victim and who they make the oppressor. Like who's, and, and that now based on training, based on cultural indoctrination, right? Based on watching the blowback from other situations where, oh mm-hmm. my goodness, that turned out bad. Like, yeah, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want people doxing me. Right. You know what I mean? I don't want people revealing like where my family sleeps. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Like these, these this, this is, this is the kind of, and so, you know, um, Dennis Prager said something that was really good. He said, he said, good cannot be accomplished without courage. Good cannot be accomplished without courage, right? Like you can have all of these ideas and and you can think about the way you communicate those ideas. We want to speak with clarity. I like to hear people say that. Um, sometimes I, I uh, translate that as a code for like uh, softness. Then people, We want to speak with clarity on these issues. Yeah, we do. But when you're using clar- clarity as like a synonym for like, you know, silence (laughs) you know what i mean like we want to speak silently like you know that's sometimes i hear people say that when they when they're mad that other christians or other conservatives and i'm putting them in two distinct categories by the way on purpose but when they're mad that other people have spoken out on something that is clearly wrong that's not even debatable like it's clearly wrong and so sometimes you have these people who will speak out and then you've got the counters who are supposed to be like we're on the same team here but they will counter with we want to speak with clarity on these issues, which which kind of like implies that the person speaking before did not speak with clarity. Right. No, it was quite clear what the person said. It's just very direct. And people right. don't like that. What they like is like people. And we said this years ago, I'm going to bring it back. But they like people speaking and communicating as if they are having a bowl of soup. <laughs> we just want to. It's like we sort of. It's hot. I can't do it. I'm like, just, oh, just tell the truth. Just tell the truth. We are raising our children right now. We are in the process of raising our children to tell the truth, mm. to tell the truth, not, not to, um, to accept their talking points from this culture is very difficult because the culture has infiltrated like everything and is everywhere. Right. And it's, right. it's in, it's in, it's in all things. And, and, and the subtlety of it is no less detrimental to to you know what we're trying to do as as God fearing parents, it's yeah. it's not like because it's subtle, mm-hmm. it doesn't have the same effect. No, it has the same effect, and probably even worse because a lot of people miss it. 
And, you know, the thing is, you know, Mickey, these things are, they have many nuances. Stop. That, you, you, you're that, just I'm, digging out words I'm trying to upset that, me. That, that's, nuances. That's what you hear. Right. Like, it, it's Clarity. More, more nuanced than what, you're, what you're making it out to be. And Flourishing. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is. That's all yeah. it is. These things are nuanced. <laughs> Either a man is a man and a woman is a woman, or that's a lie. Or, or it's, or it's not, or it's not so. There's, there's no in between, and we are at the place where, if ever, we should have been. And we, I, I don't believe that we should have ever seated any ground in this conversation. But I, I do believe that we were kind of like, you know, kind of whipped back on this, and so we found ourselves trying to find the nuances mm-hmm. and trying to speak with clarity, mm-hmm. so that we could promote human flourishing. Right? We're trying to do all of those things, <laughs> but now we're at the place where I'm like, man, just go in, just, just straight up. You know what I mean? Let's just let's just speak um, with real clarity. OK, right. the facts, ma'am, if you please. Mm. Yeah. So here's something else that's pretty disturbing about this story. Mm-hmm. Um, San Francisco State University vice president for student affairs and enrollment management, a woman by the name of Dr. Jamila Moore, sent an email to the campus community over the weekend which began with the declaration that, quote, the trans community is welcome and belongs at San Francisco State University. Now, let me pause for a second. The thing that's comical to me about that is that why do we continue to coddle and continue to ta-ta as we, you know, oh, we want to mm-hmm. share baby ta-ta. Like we, why do we continue to, to stroke the criminals, like, why, why do we continue to, like, put on our kid gloves and, and we're moving in slowly and we just want to hold on because the cat has experienced trauma. So we don't want to just grab. We want to go very slowly. Why do, why do we keep doing that? That's because why do you need e- to? They have effectively switched it where the victim is the criminal. They, 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 That's exactly they right. have done that or they're doing it now. It's happening now. In real to, time. To where it's flipping to where, no, no, the victim it's a trans community. Come on. You know, it's happening in real time. The this, criminal is look, Riley Gaines. Like, it, you know, so it's. Man, bullseye. <laughs> this is exactly what we were saying in the wake of the Nashville shooting. This is exactly what we were saying mm-hmm. in the wake of what happened at Covenant Christian School. This is exactly what we were saying. So, so if you can create a narrative, which means even like not showing any regard for the actual victims like that's that's a narrative in and of itself right so but here we go this is what it looks like when you go full-on dig in right so you've got the vice president for student affairs and enrollment management and she she goes on to say that the trans community is welcome and belongs at san francisco state university honey i think they know that (laughs) thank you so much for a lot of words for no reason but I, I think they know that. I think they, and especially after this weekend, understand that with impunity, they can wreak havoc. They can, they can bring great pain to whomever they wish, and nobody's going to do anything. So you don't need to tell them that they're welcome. They, they understand that fully. The law enforcement officers obviously understand that as well. She expressed gratitude to the students who participated peacefully in Thursday evening's event Adding, quote, it took tremendous bravery to stand in a challenging place. It took tremendous. Is she is she talking to Riley? (laughs) Who she you would think that she was writing this to apologize publicly to Riley for what happened to her. No, she's not doing that. She's writing to the abusers. She's writing to the assailants. She's writing to the riffraff. 
She's writing to the men who punched the woman. That's where we live. And by the way, it feels justified. Like this is she's she's showing up. This is her. This is her moment. This is her moment. This is all her training colliding right now in this moment where she gets to show where her allegiance is. Erin the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll grab the break and we'll be right back. Addison's on American Family Radio. Thank you for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Triple E. We gave it all. And just for me, I just want to remind people that the Marriage Family Life Conference, you can still register. Registration will be closing really soon. So uh, make sure you get your tickets to the Marriage Family Life Conference happening July 6th through the 8th here in Tupelo, Mississippi. And also, uh, if you go to marriagefamilylife.net, click on the events tab, you'll see another event, the Ark Encounter. Uh, AFA at the Ark. That'll be October 26th through 27th. You want information for that? Just go to marriagefamilylife.net, click on the events tab, and then you can click on the different events. Uh, Genesis, Genesis chapter 19, verse 4. Well, the great used to use this scripture so much um, just a few years ago, not very long ago, and uh, really trying to drive home the fact that when we are dealing with what characterizes the spirit that characterizes the LGBT. And as the letters have expanded, you know, since we started talking about this, the LGBTQ now just and plus. So everything else that Mm -hmm. means whatever and anything else, anything else, right. Um, That it's really a, it is a bullying um, spirit. It is a, you will not just turn and look away, right. It is, you will celebrate, you will, you will participate, right. And you see this in Genesis chapter 19. I'm going to read it. Look, I'm, I'm well aware that people are like, oh, no, not the Sodom passage. Why not? Why not? You, you have a mob forcing its way into a person's home against the person's will so that the mob can have its way with the person's guests. Mm-hmm. What's, what, like, what, what else drives that? What else drives that? And what and what you find is step aside or you will be a victim. And if you listen to that video with um, Gaines, Riley yes, Gaines, yes, they were saying, just give us Riley. Let us That's, ha- yes. give us Riley. Let yes. us talk to let's they were trying to, like, get her. Basically, they were trying to get her. While they were barricaded in the room for three hours, according to Riley Gaines, they told the law enforcement officers and Riley that she would have to pay to be able to get out. <laughs> she would, she could, she would have to pay a ransom so that she could get out and go free. Now you're walking after somebody, you're chanting all kinds of expletives. You're, you're, you're yelling lies. And then you're also just get, just, we just want her like give, let mm-hmm. her go. Like we just want her like now again, I understand people are like, but you can't make the same parallel. Well, 
Same, Genesis same chapter spirit. 19. <laughs> I same just, spirit. You know what I mean? I don't know. Genesis chapter 19, verse 4. Before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, surrounded the house, both young and old, and all the people from every quarter. And they called to Lot and said to him, where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us <laughs> that we may have relations with them. But Lot went out to them at the doorway and shut the door behind him and said, please, my brothers, do not act wickedly. Now, behold, I have two daughters who have not had relations with man. Please let me bring them out to you and do to them whatever you like. Only do nothing to these men inasmuch as they have come under the shelter of my roof. But they said, stand aside. Furthermore, they said, this one came in as an alien and already he is acting like the judge. Don't don't judge us. Are you going to judge us? You're going to you're going to tell us what we can and cannot do. It's so foreign, right? This story is so just like just a blip in scripture. Now we will treat you worse than them. We will treat you worse than them. So they pressed hard against Lot and came near to break the door. But the men reached out their hands and brought Lot into the house with them and shut the door. So what do you think characterizes this moment? Probably a tremendous amount of fear, tremendous amount of concern, maybe not, not enough. You know, the whole like offering the daughters thing. I'm just like lot, you know, but I think understanding who these men are and understanding from whence they have come. What am I saying here? What I'm saying here is that we are dealing with something that is spiritual in our country. And if we keep looking at this in terms of like political conversation, we keep looking at this in terms of activism, we are not going to war well. And that's what we have to do. We have to war well. Why do we have so much um, tornadic activity mm -hmm. happening in our country? Guys, you, we are all reading the same headlines. Let's not pretend that we're not all reading the same headlines. And we are all asking the same questions. Has it ever been this bad? We're asking. We're like, wow, I, don't, I can't remember the last time I've seen this kind of like, you know, these kind of weather patterns just kind of string together and just pummel people, pummel hmm. communities. What is happening in the world? All kinds of earthquakes that seem to just kind of string together. Like we're looking at these things. Happen. What is happening? Look. That all of creation <laughs> is groaning. Groaning, groaning. And if you read the book of Leviticus, a main reason why God was uh, dispossessing the people out of that land and bringing the children of Israel in yes. was because they defiled the land. Yes. And if the children of Israel would defile the land, the same thing would be done to them. And you think about America, there's, there's defilement in this land. Like it's Come defiled. On. It's defiled. Like the, the things that we see happening has an effect on the land. Literally it does. It's the same way when you read in the Bible, it had an effect on the land. So God removed the people. He, he dispossessed them. And, and when we see these things happening in our country, we can't think we're above the children of Israel. And what, Come they, you on. Know, man, the same thing when you have all this stuff going on. And a big portion of it that God uh, constantly turned to was innocent bloodshed. Come on. That was yes. a main defiler. Innocent yes. bloodshed. And when you think about what's going on in this country for years and years and years, we are under a judgment right now. Like that, that's judgment taking place. And because we've been so insulated mm -hmm. in our country, because, you know, man, we sometimes we don't recognize what's really going on. It's a spiritual thing that's happening. And a lot of times we don't recognize it because we've been so insulated and so mm -hmm. comfortable that we can't see what God is doing. But 
man, hopefully people are waking up. And I would say we would also, we've also detached ourselves from the reality of the scriptures. Like we've detached ourselves from the reality of God's word, because even as you are making this case and you are drawing from the evidence of scripture, there are even Christians, those who would call themselves the believing among us who don't believe that the things that were written aforetime were written for our learning, Mm. that we can, that we can draw from the scriptures that the Lord is revealing himself. He is the one who self discloses, right? So he is telling us about his holiness and his righteousness. He's revealing to us who he is. And we see this in all kinds of accounts and scripture. You go back to the very beginning. When Cain kills Abel, God says that Mm. Abel's blood cries Mm. out from the earth. Mm -hmm. So my question is, do we move to a time ever in the history of human creation? Do we move to a time ever where the blood of innocence remains silent, where it doesn't cry Mm. out from the earth? And you can't I mean, I I understand, you know, people feel like it gets into Weirdville, uh, Weirdville (laughs) when you start talking about the spiritual implications of what's happening in our country. Right now, and this is just now, this is a a breaking news story right now that you've got four people killed, eight people injured, including two cops, after a gunman opens fire in a Kentucky bank. This is just, this is happening, this is breaking news right now. As as we are talking about bloodshed in our country, as we are talking about violence, as we are talking about wickedness, as we are talking about a turning away from God, this is happening right now. So all of the things that we think we've um, we've secured for ourselves by trying to make nice with people and trying to understand people's perspectives. We just want to speak with clarity and we just these things are nuanced. Oh, we've, we've tried to like buy ourselves some time. And, and in so doing, we've hoped that we would kind of maintain favor hmm. in this land. But we were seeking the wrong favor, people. You, you were seeking the favor of men. Whose favor really matters, mm. not only in this land, but for eternity. And so we didn't tell the truth. We didn't we didn't tell people, you know, no, actually, it's not about you just do you. And as long as it doesn't right. affect me, right. see, because when we started to give up that ground, it just more and more was then taken. This this violent bullying spirit that we are observing all across our country. Erasing women erasing Christians, trying to erase that influence that the Lord expects us to have wherever we live, whatever country we're in. This is all the design of the evil one. Yeah, These are not random happenstances where right. we're just like, oh my goodness, right. I can't. All of these things must be spiritually understood. So what is, what is the response of the Christian? Number one, we must go to the Lord. We must, he alone can aid us. He alone can rescue us. Number two, we have to continue to live faithfully. Do you understand that the church, the church is not built on those who lapsed, right? Like they faced immense pressure. And so you've got the early church where there were those who maintained their profession of faith, even as they were facing death. And then there were others who are known as the lapses. They're the ones mm. who they recanted. They're like, no, no, no. Okay, no, no, we're not. And, and the church is not built on them. And I'm sure that there were reasons that they felt, you know, it's really getting hot here. Like I can't, I don't want to, you know, I've got a family. I've got, no, the, the, the church is not built on that. The proliferation of truth is not carried on the shoulders of cowards. No, but it it truly, it really, truly is. It's those who are 
empowered by the spirit of God. Cause I don't want to confuse being empowered by the spirit of God with this. Just like, you know, I'm just going to tell you what's on my mind. Kind of right. like posture. Cause those are two totally different things. Yes. What I'm talking about is the, is the ability. Mm-hmm. And I, I would even say the conviction that, man, we're going to teach our children the truth. Mm-hmm. We're going to teach our children to have to feel sorrow for people who are confused over their gender, not to acknowledge it and celebrate it. Yeah. And for some of us, it's going to be easier to do than others, because for some of us, we have our kids in in situations where it can only go well for them if they agree to Mm. the lie. Mm. So what are we what are we going to do? Like, how, how, how are we going to live this out for the glory of God? And that's the question for the glory of God. How are we going to live this out? Getting back to this story here, and, and, and by the way, I wanted to say something, too, because uh, I was thinking and looking at some of the headlines here um, that we are clearly able now to identify who the most hateful among us are. We, we know. There's no question about it. When people start talking about, you guys are hateful, and, like, y- the, the question is, is r- really? Really? We're the hateful ones? We have enough evidence, we have enough receipts, right, to show up in the, in the conversation of who's hateful. And really, and I don't want to talk in terms of wins or losses, but I, I, I kind of I do. We have enough receipts that we can show up and we can win that argument. Mm. Right? Because it's not Christians who are running up in people's spaces and like, you know, clobbering them. No, it's the wicked. It's, it's, it's the celebrated victims yeah. In our culture. You've got Kamala Harris who goes to Tennessee <laughs> to to speak at uh, Fisk University. And man, I, I almost wanted to grab a clip of her, but I just honestly, man, and I hate to say this, but she just annoys me sometimes <laughs> because it seems like such a show. You know what I mean? Like she tur- turns all of a sudden, depending on where she is, she all of a sudden becomes a Baptist preacher talking about justice and talking about standing up for people's rights and people have the right to be free and they have the right to be safe. And it's like, well, wait, why didn't you go visit the families Mm. of the Christians? Because Christian who were slaughtered because (laughs) Christian, because Christian, they don't deserve it in their mindset. It's like, they're not the victim. The victim is the shooter and they drove the shooter to do these things. So we're not going to go visit these families. So essentially the message is exactly what we have been saying that Christians are to be perceived as the ones who have brought this all on themselves. You guys could live a much easier life if you would just, you know, comply. You would live a much easier life if you would just, you know, say what we tell you to say. That's that's really where we live. And if we don't prepare ourselves now, and I'm going to tell you something here and and I know we're running out of time, so I don't have a whole lot of time to unpack this. But there are moments in your life, because God is so gracious and he is so merciful, there are moments in your life where you get to kind of practice boldness. You have these little moments where, like, you know, it's not, there's not a whole lot of fanfare. It's not like your job is on the line. It's not like your family. There, there are these little moments. God is gracious to us that he allows us to grow in godliness, right? You have these moments where you get to be bold. And I am convinced that really what determines what you're going to do on the big stage is what you do on the small stages. 
It's like, you know, do you call out sin on the small stages? Like when it does, it doesn't draw a lot of attention to yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you say no to this when it doesn't draw a lot of attention to yourself? Do you deny your own flesh when it doesn't draw a lot of attention to yourself? Are you committed to rejecting this idea that I just got to be comfortable? It's all about me. Because I really believe that our response to that or our answer to that is what determines how we show up on the big stage. Mm. That's that's where it's built. It's in that relationship, that quiet, private, personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Where we are willing to forsake all for him. That then we can do it publicly. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.